Aaron, I'm Max. And today I want to talk to you about my biggest learnings of starting a YouTube channel. So whether it's 2023 or 2024, it really doesn't matter. If you're thinking of starting one or you have one and you're wanting to grow or you're wondering why it isn't growing, I'll talk to you about my average Joe experience, um, but also positive and rewarding experience. So I'm not just you know, an average Joe, I'm also an average Joe who wants to grow my channel and wants to become a big YouTuber because I see the potential in it and I enjoy it, I love it. But let's first start at the journey, let's go way back. So what did I start my YouTube channel? Well, like a lot of you during COVID, um, whilst we're all in lockdown, sitting at home, either working from home or twiddling our thumbs, you know, it just made sense to do something with our time. How did we pass our time? Some of us played video games. Don't get me wrong, I played a lot of Warzone. But also I did a lot of research on how to make more money, especially during that time. One of the things was side hustles, online businesses, you know, obviously the drop shipping, the affiliate marketing, all that jazz, the Etsy's, the print on demand, the YouTube, all that popped up. And I went down the line with YouTube because the idea of YouTube always fascinated me. It always interested me. I never really wanted to be in front of the camera. I didn't want to be an influencer. That's not what it's all about. But I like the idea of, I like the YouTube business model, if that makes any sense. Like I feel like YouTube content is more than just social media. It's, I don't even include it as social media. YouTube is a learning platform. It's an engagement platform. It's an entertainment platform. It gives you everything. I know like the likes of TikTok and Instagram and Facebook are turning down that realm of also having educational videos and anyone can be on those channels, but I just feel like YouTube has a better business model, in my opinion. The monetization, you know, there's, it takes a lot more to become an influencer or a massive YouTube channel, you know, it takes hard work, it takes determination, it takes growth and getting better rather than just being an absolute pleb on TikTok and people just follow you because you do a 10 second dance that people resonate with and that's all you do in your TikTok and you have a million followers because you do these 10 second dance segments. Anyway, I'm not here to complain about TikTok or any of the others. They're great in their own accords, great for growth, great for popularity. Hell, if you're on YouTube, you should be on the others. Uh, it's on some level, depending if it makes sense to you. But anyway, that's why I started my YouTube channel. So. The purpose of this episode is to share my learnings, my insights, you know, what, you know, why you might be interested in starting your channel. And maybe my experience resonates with you or maybe it deters you. I don't know. But, you know, the motivations, I've spoken about them and it was simply just wanting to start a YouTube channel and having fun with it. Now, I've got three channels all monetized and all are three different niches. I'll get into niches very soon but i just want to talk to you about the difference in the three channels so for me one of them i'm incredibly passionate about the other two were just experimental channels and that's learnings in their own so you know you, why you should start a youtube channel whether it's for your business or for business purposes if it's not if it's for passion then that's where it's you know if you want to be successful you need to give up a lot of your time because creating videos and editing and quality and making them interesting and entertaining and consistency takes up a lot of time. And that's one of my biggest lessons learned was, man, to be consistent, you need to dedicate a lot of time to it, regardless of all the automation platforms you can use, for example, for shorts and for scheduling and all that jazz, you still need to create the content itself. And if you wanna make something that delivers value or make something that resonates with a niche group that love what you're doing or love the niche that you're in, then you need to spend your own time. You can't just outsource everything. 
you know, you'll, you'll learn a lot of lessons through outsourcing through Fiverr or Upwork. You'll learn a lot of lessons through, you know, taking shortcuts, um, quick wins, et cetera, et cetera. But the, my most successful channel out of my three is the one that I put the most time and effort into. So is that just common sense? Who knows? The niche element, one of my biggest lessons as well is, you know, how important it is to select a niche for your channel and a sub-niche and a sub-niche. So when I talk about sub-niches, you know, a niche, let's say it's personal training. A sub-niche could be personal training, but you add an element of humor to your video. So you're a funny personal trainer. And then a sub-niche of that is you specialize in the elderly or teenagers or disabled the disabled community it's it's really that's how much you need to go down if you want to stand out because right like these days the blue ocean method and the red ocean method are extremely important what are those two the red ocean method looks at you competing with every other personal trainer doing the same thing doing the same workouts looking for the same goals and outcomes so you're competing with hundreds of videos just like yours the blue ocean method is you've now found your own but a portion of viewers, you found your own community, your own channel, your own target market, and you're the only one doing it in that sub-niche. That's where you wanna be in 2024, and that's where you'll find success. You can't go chasing the biggest niches just because they're popular. You won't get anywhere. You can't compete against you know, UFC to be an MMA uh, niche unless you do something different in that space. You can't compete against I don't know, entertainment weekly because you want to get into like gossip and fashion you need to do something different in that space so niches are very important hence that my third channel is also my most successful because it's a sub it's a niche it's a sub niche of a niche essentially my other ones are just in niches and they're generic and although they're monetized they're not growing substantially and they're not bringing me that much income but i still enjoy the process because that's how you learn how did i discover my niche and why did i choose it um this question i asked myself um, and I've been asked, I guess, is, you know, you discover your niche through your passion. What are you passionate about? Because whatever you're passionate about is something that you'll be able to replicate and continue to do on an ongoing basis. You won't get bored. You won't get, uh, I guess, bored of the process. You won't lose motivation, determination. It won't become a chore. It won't become a job. It's something that you love doing. So hobbies are fantastic for that sense. And I chose it because it's been a passion and a hobby of mine since I was a kid. I haven't grown out of it, and it only made sense to transition it into a YouTube channel because now I can just absolutely elevate it to new possible realms of hobby success, if you know what I mean. Um, if you're not too sure, you, you need to do some research. You know, Go on Google, go on ChatGPT. YouTube's a great engine, a search engine itself, where you can go on YouTube and kind of type in some keywords or things that you think might interest you and look at some competing channels or some channels that talk about those topics. And then you can potentially identify potential niches, so gaps in the market. So let's say you want to hit one of those popular niches, like sports or personal training or CrossFit workouts, whatever it may be. Then you go on YouTube, you research those topics, and then you find gaps in the market of things that aren't being shown. Maybe it's specific workouts or the way people work out or the people way that, like the way people, um, you know, look at nutrition for that specific niche. Or it could be. Like I said, you could choose a potentially new target market. Whatever it may be, do your research. Very important. Look at competitor channels. It's inspiration. You're not copying. You're not uh, doing anything. You're not stealing ideas. You're just getting inspiration. You're looking for a gap, and this is what everyone does in business. They look for gaps in the market. They look at what potential competitors are doing, and then they find that hole, 
they hold in the market and they go 100%, 150% towards that, and that's their plan. Uh, another biggest lesson is, you know, ideas for content. Pretty quickly you run out of ideas. You do, because you get to a point of like 100 to 400 videos and you're like, man, I've almost recorded, like I've made videos on almost everything I can about my niche <coughs> within limits. So when I think about uh, new ideas, you know, I, I like again, once again, I do my research. I look at what other channels are releasing, you know, the new videos, the new content, what they're talking about. I also like Google Trends. You know, I try and maybe, maybe match my niche or sub-niche to even trending topics. Like, they aren't even relevant to the sub-niche. Maybe I make a video on personal training and how in 2024 everyone's trying new supplements or a new workout and then I kind of make a video about that. Uh, it could not even be related to the exact sub-niche, but I talk about it, right? Um, or you do a podcast-style video or you do a vlog-style, so your content has always been, you know, workout videos and then one day you just throw on a vlog video of just you talking about your experience and the personal training, you know, like it's just little tweaks um, in regards to changing the way you make your videos, the way you edit, you do small tweaks here and there, you use different music, you did, you know, you look at um, different cameras, maybe you get some editing software or some new lighting or a different location, you know, all these things um, make your content different and that's the way you can kind of plan to create new content so it's not just about new content itself or new ideas to film but it's also doing things a little bit differently each time as well huge learning curves because then you can kind of see what works what doesn't work um, i've really enjoyed that element by making every single video a little bit different every time and by that but those are those those means you make them better each time as well the other biggest learning is you know, I never thought this was important. I didn't really want it to be because I didn't want to build a brand from the beginning. That's not why I started my channel. I just wanted to start a YouTube channel and see where it took me and maybe monetize it and just make videos for fun and also get paid at the same time. A side hustle, right? An enjoyable side hustle. Then I realized, you know, branding is extremely important. So this includes your logos, your banners, your thumbnails, your style. Um, your approach, uh, your vibe, <clears throat> what like viewers remember you for, and how they recognize your videos when they're on YouTube search. So the brand is important. So, you know, at this stage, start learning how to think, you know, make banners, logos, uh, thumbnails, um, think about your style, think about consistent style, think about a good channel name something that will you'll be remembered for and that's relevant it doesn't always have to be relevant like some people make random youtube names like it's literally their first name and their channels about um, video editing uh, and that's fine it's easy to remember also right but then some are really really obvious for example some channels will be about i guess like video iq um which is, you know, the Video IQ channel itself talks about video editing, um, YouTube editing, like how to be a big, bigger and better YouTube channel, how to use, um, how to make better content creation, and it's called VidIQ, which is perfect. It just means you remember it saying, if, if, if anyone was ever to ask me about what's a great, you know, channel about YouTube, how to be a better YouTuber, I'd be like, oh, video VidIQ, because they're so big and it's easy to remember. So brand, like building your, you're essentially building your brand, even though you're never wanting it to be an actual brand or a business, you're just doing it for fun, still think about building your YouTube channel as a brand. It's unique to you, people remember it for you and what your channel is about. 
another one was uh, biggest lesson. You know, another biggest lesson I think is, and not a lot of people probably consider this important, but engaging with your audience is really important. You know, you talk about comments, messages. I know people are like, oh, you never respond to messages on YouTube. And it gets to a point where I won't. You know, when your YouTube channels get too big, you can't respond to like thousands of comments because you just don't have time. But in the very early stages, I think it's very important to engage with your audience. Even if you just do a thumbs up or you click the love heart or you just reply with a simple, hey, thanks for the comment or thanks for the support, da da da, it goes a long way. Because when YouTube, I think that's a key metric for YouTube is if they see engagement in your videos, they'll push your content. So I've heard from multiple sources. So I try and engage, as long as it's constructive and it's positive commentary, um, even some negative comments, I'll still do a thumbs up or whatever it is. I just try to respond to every comment just to get that engagement going. And then people, you know, I've had people actually ask me questions about my videos and my content. And, you know, sometimes these conversations go on for a couple of weeks. So that's really good in itself. And I think now I've realized, oh, that is actually quite valuable because you're engaging with your viewers. They're going to most likely come back and watch your other videos and subscribe to your channel, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the engagement element is really, really important. Another one is, you know, when if I think about it, um, growing your channel, that's been a big lesson for mine, and I'm like desperate to grow it now, right? I didn't start desperate, but now I am in regards to I really want to grow. I really want to get to 100,000 subs. I want to get to a million subs. I really want to. So now it's like you have to think about how you can grow your channel and that's where social media as i mentioned earlier is important you know the instagrams the tiktoks the twitters you know if you start those accounts and then you start slanging your videos your content your ideas um link to your channel uh, that's uh, that's like free marketing essentially you just start some social media um accounts that are linked to your youtube uh, other things i do for example is you know i'll it's it, it's it's an interesting one but i'll kind of change up the way I post on YouTube. So I just won't do long form, I'll also do shorts, I'll also do posts. So when people are subscribed to your channel, they also just get posts, which could be photos, it could be snapshots, it could be things that you're working on, you know, upcoming videos, keeps everyone engaged. Um, it reaches new audiences as well, so YouTube will also promote posts, they'll promote your shorts, they'll promote long form. So, uh, and the biggest element of growing your channel is just be consistent, guys. It's it's that simple. There's these it's not mathematics it's not science it's just be consistent i mean the mathematics is in the routine so make sure you have a consistent routine but otherwise it's not rocket science just be consistent post consistently you know don't go fall off the radar for six months and then wonder why you haven't grown at all or wonder why your you know your monetization has fallen off be consistent i think that's the rule it's simple it's just quality and consistency um quantity to an element but as long as it makes sense to your niche and you don't completely go down a different rabbit hole with what you're posting if you're just slanging videos. <sighs> and now I'm just thinking, you know, are those all the main lessons I've learned with, you know, and I'm sure if I talk to a group of people that just started their channels yesterday or today, they'll ask me a million more questions potentially. But at this stage, you know, the monetization learnings, not many, it's pretty simple. You get a thousand subs and 4,000 watch hours. Um, or it's like 10 million views within three months for shorts. That's it, you apply for the YouTube Partner Program, they'll either accept you or you don't. Just don't trademark, don't copyright, don't do anything stupid, don't make any offensive content, you'll be fine. The, in regards to the monetization YouTube Partner Program, it's straightforward, you apply, they accept you, 
boom, you start getting paid with AdSense, as long as people are watching your videos, of course. Um, I think, you know, the other, actually, yeah, if I was going to talk about the monetization element, I would say that, um, you know, it's not consistent income. Um, not until you get, I think a million subs would be consistent income-ish. If you had a million subs, you could probably go YouTube full-time, I'd imagine. Um, but once again, you don't have to have a million subs. You could just have content that random people watch all the time. So you're getting a lot of views. You don't necessarily need a lot of subs, but you just need a lot of views, right? A lot of watch time. That's where you get AdSense. But otherwise, it's not consistent, you know? $2,000 one month, 600 the next, 200 the next, $800 the next, $150 the next. It's just all over the place until you become a good YouTuber, you're consistent, you stick to your strategy, you stick to your plan, you stay consistent, you keep learning, keep being creative, keep trying to upskill, keep trying to make better videos, and you'll get there, we'll all get there, all right? You just have to stick to YouTube. It's not an overnight success. Yes, a video can go viral, but that's one video. You need 400 videos to go viral and stay viral. That's, that's the gold. I hope this helped. I hope this episode helped. I just like to talk about my experience in the side hustle world. YouTube is one of my side hustles and it's one of my more lucrative and uh, successful side hustles. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, I'm Max. I want to get to financial freedom. I want to retire early. I want to enjoy time with my daughter. I want to leave the nine to five and hopefully we all get there one day and I hope this resonated with you. Hopefully it inspires you and stay tuned for the next one.